World's on fire. Our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. And you know why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Man, we're heading towards a power pack show here today. I can feel that one for sure. Get yourself some communion. We're going to take it here in a second. Joe's going to lead us in that. Uh, man, just a, just a lot lot going on. Uh, grateful. Got, had an opportunity last night to be on the Patriot Party News. They do a little huddle type thing once a week. And uh, honored to be on the high. Brett was on there. John Diamond. And just all, all, thanks, thanks uh, Patriot Party News. Just thanks to them for uh, – uh, how, how do you say this? They're, they're trying to expand the kingdom. That's unique, isn't it? Trying to expand the kingdom. Try to bring more people in. We had 20 – about 28,000 people watching last night. So praise, praise the Lord on that one. Guy got a lot of stuff. We're going to do communion. Uh, John Loveland's going to do a little teaching. Joe, hang on, Joe. I'll explain all that. I want to, hey, first of all, thanks. Tom Gill, Pastor Tom Gill, my buddy Rodney came over, helped me get all that $3,000 in Bentonite. We got that in the, in the lake, in the pond yesterday. Thank God for that. Uh, uh, what a day today. A kind of a once-in-a-lifetime experience. I'm going to go play Muirfield Village Golf Course. Now, that may not mean anything to you. That's Jack Nicholas's signature course. Like, you can never get on there. But uh, a guy like me can't get on there. you got to be a member. You get, get Well, George McCloy, thank you, George. George's dad's a member, and going to take me and my son and George and George's dad to play Muirfield Village Golf Course. So i got to get off right after the show on that one. Yeah, that's, you can probably hear my heart heart pounding, right? I want to – really. Uh, anyway, uh, Michelle and the girls, uh, they, they went out yesterday. They went down on the High River. They did some staking down on the High River. Maybe we can talk about that in a second. Betty, Betty gave us a dishwasher. Betty got a new dishwasher, and she's giving us her old dishwasher. Uh, John Brockhoff's out of the hospital, did great surgery, a lot of good things going on. We're going to go to Mount Vernon tomorrow at 1 o'clock. We're going to go – Stand up outside the car. Man, I, I got a million things I'm trying to get on the table here this morning, folks. So just bear with me a little bit if you can, because I got some really, really, I got some really good stuff, man. I got some really good stuff, but I always try to follow what it is the Lord would, would have us to do. So listen, we always do every every Friday morning, we do um, we do communion, and Joe Carrico always leads us in communion out there on the West Coast. And so those of you in the Patriot Party uh, news, or those who are new to the show, uh, get yourself some elements. Get yourself uh, whatever uh, cookie and a drink, whatever, it's, and uh, it will become the body and blood of Jesus Christ. But before we do that, Joe, I got a call yesterday, last night actually, from John Loveland, and he had a, he had a revelation, folks, that he wants to share with us regarding healing, healing. We just kind of brush over when we go to take communion. We don't think about it. If we, if we could do this real quick, bear with me, folks. Pull up um, 
Where is it? Uh, no, that's not the one I was going to look. Healing. The Bible says that healing is the children's bread. You understand that? You understand that it's not supposed to be rare for somebody to get healed. It's not supposed to be rare. It's The uh, Bible says, uh, if you want any of you sick, call for the elders. And the prayer of the righteous will save will save them. That's what, that's what it says, friends. So I don't, you know, uh, shouldn't have to go to faith healers and all that kind of stuff. And uh, Joe, if you just hang on, let let John come in and talk about it, and then we'll let you lead us in communion here. All right, that bud. Appreciate you getting up. So, John, come on in, man. Tell us the revelation that the Lord gave you. Hey, good morning, Coach. Hey, thanks for uh, letting me share. Sure. Well, I, I was talking to Coach yesterday, and uh, I said every time the communion, the Lord's Supper, is mentioned in Scripture, it's mentioned where the body was broken first. And then the shedding of blood. So we know the body was broken for provision for healing. And the shedding of blood was for the remission of sin. But scripture always puts things in order for a reason. Like like if you look at Isaiah 61 and in Luke 4 and in the Psalms, it says that Jesus came to heal the broken heart and set the captive free. It's that way for a reason. A lot of times I think in the body of Christ, we're trying to set the captive free without Jesus healing their heart. So there's, there's an order in scripture for a reason. And, and, you know, you, you could write this down, but in Matthew 26, uh, 26 to 28, Mark 14, 22 to 25, John 6, 53 to 58. And I could put these in the chat if somebody tells me how to do that. And then Luke 22, every time in scripture, the, in communion and the Lord's Supper, it's mentioned the body. He said, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Every single time. So John, it wasn't, me, just, it wasn't just a salvation issue. He mentioned Exactly. It, he mentioned it, it, you know, I was talking to my brother Paul about this uh, yes, uh, yesterday or the day before, but it, it seems like even if you look at, look, look at uh, what David said, David said, bless the Lord, O my soul, Psalm 103, and all that is within me, bless his holy name and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. Yeah. Like they saw it together. They saw forgiveness of sins and, and healing all in one package, all encompassed. But uh, 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 I don't know who's the producer today, but can you bring up Isaiah 53, chapter four? Now, now, do you have... Um, do you have the Strongs on on Bible Gateway? I looked. I didn't see it. I think it's something you have to pay for. No. Okay. Well, I'm just going to read these two verses and just kind of unpack them for a minute. I, I, Isaiah, I believe, had some of the most prophetic uh, writings looking forward to the cross. Uh, this is one of the, the Isaiah 52 and 53 are all about Jesus and what he did. And, and in, in verse four, it says, um, uh, go to verse four. Yeah. Surely he hath bore our griefs and carried our sorrows. Now, if you had the Strongs and you clicked on that word griefs, it, it means sickness. It was translated 12 times in scripture as sickness, and it was only translated four times as griefs. And then it says he carried our sorrows. That word sorrows, if you if you had the strongs, you could click on that, and it would say that that word sorrows is our pains, and and it means physical pains and wow. emotional pains, wow. not just not just pains. 
And it said, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions and he was bruised. That word bruised there, many translations will translate it as crushed. He was crushed and destroyed. So he was crushed and destroyed and our, uh, for our iniquities and the chastisement for our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. Now, Isaiah is looking forward. But if you go to Second Peter, you don't have to you don't have to click there. But Second Peter, chapter two, it says that he, he said uh, Peter said that we are we are dead to sin and we live unto righteousness. And by his stripes, we're healed. We were healed. He's saying we are healed here. Mm. And um, so I said to coach, I said, what we, we could do is posture ourselves in a place where we we receive healing during communion. Now, now uh, Joe reads First uh, Corinthians 11, uh, 23 to 26, I think almost every Friday. But if you read a little bit further in 27 through 30, it says that you must discern the Lord's body in a worthily way. And uh, it says that if you don't, it says many of you are sick and have died or fallen asleep. And and and, and I, just like coach does, I take the opposite of the scripture. I look at what it says and then I flip it and say, is it true? So if you can, if you cannot, if you're not discerning the Lord's body properly, and you can get sick and even die, then if you do discern the Lord's body properly, then you can get healed and you can be made whole. So so what I'm trying to say is it's not just the forgiveness of sins. It's easy for us to say, yeah, Jesus died for my sins and he was a substitution for my sin, but he was also a substitution for your sickness, your disease, and your healing. Healing's the children's bread, it says, John. You don't have to beg for healing. Shouldn't have to. Shouldn't have to go to some faith healer. So you know, in in, in saying that, you know, uh, being in a position to today, this morning, as Joe leads us through communion, to receive your the healing that Jesus made the provision for. John, um, not just physical, emotional healing, right? Yes. Spiritual yes. healing. Yeah, that word sorrows means physical pain and emotional pain, emotional mm. stability. And and so you know, if you read Isaiah fifty two. It says that his his face was so disfigured beyond any man, and uh, I I don't remember what verse that is. Fifty two, uh, I think it's uh, uh, fourteen. But bring it up in the NIV if you can, uh, Spencer, or, or is it Jonathan? It's Spencer. Spencer. <clears throat> I think it's verse fourteen. There it is. Just as there were many who appeared at him, his appearance was so disfigured beyond that of any man. Yeah. Scripture says beyond that of any man. I believe in that point, that's when he took disease and sickness on his body. It, it, it wasn't just because of the flogging. The flogging was 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 done to the back. And, and it says beyond any man. And and uh, that's why in Gethsemane he was so. It's it said that he was in such distress he was bleeding through his his skin. That that was the the overwhelming stress of knowing that what he was going to go to. You understand that, said, folks? That he was sweating blood, literally sweating blood. Yes. Yeah, he he said, "Lord, can this cup be passed from me? Do I have to do this?" He said, "Never, nevertheless, I will." But because he knew the 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 pain he was going to endure, and he did that for us, 
so that not only could we be set free from our sins, but also be freed from our sickness and our disease and, and be healed. Amen. Amen. Lord, just ask you right now as Joe gets ready to lead us here, Lord, those, Lord, who've been impacted by COVID, the shot, whatever, Lord, you said in your word that healing was our bread. It's our bread that you were wounded for our transgressions and bruised for our iniquities and the chastisement of peace was upon you and with your stripes we were saved? Is that what it says? No, with his stripes we were healed. So I'm wondering, Joe, as we get ready to, as you get to lead us in uh, communion, how many of you out there really, really are believing for healing? for a physical, emotional healing to take place in you. That is in this process of the bread and uh, the body and blood of Jesus Christ. That's, that is, he was wounded for our transgression, bruised for our iniquities, and with his stripes, we are healed. Not were, not are, currently. So I just ask you, just take a minute there, just in your own heart, just say, Lord, take this from me, Lord. Heal me of this. Lord, heal me of this hurt. Lord, heal me of my past and all the wounding I got from my ex-husband and my drunken dad and my boss who did me wrong and people, friends who betrayed me. Lord, heal me of that. Heal me of that, Lord. That's what it says What this does. It heals me of that. And Lord, heal me in my body, any disease, any virus, any, any generational malady. Lord, it says it's our bread. It's our bread. And as we get ready to take the body and blood, the bread of life, Lord, make healing real to us, Lord. Make it real to us. Let us us not chase after faith healers and special services. Lord, I know this, that if my children came to me and there's anything that I could do for them, I'd do it. And I know I'm not nicer than you, more holy and more righteous than you. And that the people in this queue right here, right now, they're your children, Lord. They're your children. And they're coming to you and say, Dad, I, I need touched, Dad. I need touched. And Joe, as you lead us in here, how many of you out there can believe beyond just the fact of salvation? that this is going to bring healing to your body and to your mind and to your soul. Lord, just take away all, Lord. Break break the chains, Lord, that keep dragging us back to our past. Break those chains for us this morning, Lord. Individually do it. Amen. Hey, Coach. Yes. One last thing. Uh, when I woke up this morning, First Peter 3 flashed in front of my eyes, and I opened it up, and it says, I don't remember which verse, maybe 16. It says that the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are intentive to yes, his sir. prayers. Amen. But his face is against those that do evil. Oh, um, wow, wow, wow. Ver- chapter, I think it's verse 8, maybe? Uh, so, so I believe he, you know, God does some amazing things and and he's listening today. He's, Mm -hmm. he's listening to your prayers. He's here in your heart. And and I believe he wants to move steadfast 
mm. and, and bring healing today. Amen. Hey, John, which is which would be easier, wiping away all your sins or making some virus leave your body or some memories, resentment leave your body? Amen on that. Joe, yeah. the floor is yours. Well, thank you, uh, Dave, and, and thanks to you, John, for the super introduction and foundation. And for everybody out there, there is a book uh, from you know, coach, close to you guys as part of the country uh, from Perry Stone, uh, The Meal That Heals, all about communion. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I believe there's testimonies of spontaneous healings in communions and it's been happening on and on and on but of course the enemy doesn't like people to know that hey joe what wouldn't you do for your child what wouldn't you do for his children we do everything for our children in fact the bible says that the wicked take care of their children amen you know amen. and uh, so the, the the people that are trying to follow the Lord and trying to be righteous, we definitely take care of our kids. And God, he really wants to take care of us, but sometimes we don't let him. Amen. We don't receive what he has for us. Amen. Actually, tonight our, our reading is uh, from the before communion, is from one of the verses that, that uh, John mentioned in First Peter 2. But... Um, for even unto hereunto we were ye called because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an, an example that ye should follow his steps. Who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth, who, when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judgeth righteously who is his own self bear our sins in who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed for ye were as sheep going astray but now are returned unto the shepherd and bishop of your souls. Mm -hmm. Joe, if I can stop just a second, uh, something popped out at me. It says there is no guile. There's no guile found in his mouth. And I can't tell you the number of times I've read that. What is guile? What is guile? Well, I went to Webster's. Spence is all over it. I went to guile. What is it? Cunning. Craft, duplicity, deceit, to disguise craftily. He wasn't hiding anything. He wasn't pulling any punches. There's no guile in him. And I wonder if we can say the same thing. Is there guile in us? Is there, is there guile found in our mouths? Wow. It's deep thought. Go ahead, Jill. Um. Let's uh, uh, have a, f a short prayer as we start. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for today that you have given us, that our lungs are full and our hearts beat 
Thank you for the technology that brings us together. Thank you for this congregation. Not a typical congregation, but that's, I think, why all of us here love it. And thank you, Lord, for being a God that gave your only begotten Son that we who believe may have everlasting life. But we realize, Lord, that the cross and the resurrection have so much more than salvation and forgiveness of sins that encompasses also healing, as John uh, shared with us this morning, and also the restoration of all of the authority that was lost in the garden by the fall. And so please, in these challenging times that we enter, help us to remember that our healing was purchased. Our salvation is paid for. Our authority is restored. And Lord, I, I think that sometimes that, that a Christian urban legend that Smith Wigglesworth, who you know, knew so well and is with you now, Lord, that he heard a noise in his living room in London and went downstairs expecting to find a burglar, but it wasn't a burglar, it was the devil. And he said, oh, it's just you. <laughs> and he went back to sleep because he knew, Lord, that you are the, that the devil isn't your enemy, he's man's enemy. Because you could be do away with him in a in an instant because you created him in an instant, Lord. And so be with us in these days that we find ourselves in. Let us remember who's is on our side and who is in us. Let us not forget that. And bring us cleanse into your sight. We ask forgiveness for our sins and transgressions as we now take the meal that heals together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And Joe, before we do it, folks, I want you to be thinking. You have not because you ask not or you ask amiss. What is it you want the Lord to heal you of? What is specifically? Say, Lord, take this away from me. Whether it be a physical sickness, an emotional sickness, a memory, a reoccurring nightmare. Lord, take this from me, Lord. Heal me of this. Be specific. Like if your children, uh, they come down to your house and uh, my grandchildren do it all the time. They come in my house. They tell me specifically what they want. Grampy, can I have a grampy pill? Grampy, can I have a cracker? So we go to our Heavenly Father. Do we ask specifically what we want? Lord, bless us. Bless Joey. Bless Timmy. Bless. What, the, what does that mean? What does that mean? We have not because we ask not or we're not directing what we're asking for. So what are you believing for this morning? You, you individually, what are you believing for the Lord to heal you of today? And I think you just need to take a minute and just, just verbalize that. Lord, please, Lord. Take this away from me, Lord. Please heal me of this, Lord. Just take a minute and do that. Just do that in your own heart. On the night that he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took bread. 
And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner, also he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he come. Um, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Joe. Man, this is church. This is church. John, God bless you. Thank you for that revelation. Thank you for having the courage to just pick up the phone. And Folks, I say that to all of you. The Lord speaks to you. That, uh, that verse is 1 Peter 3.12. The, the eyes are on the righteous and his ears are attentive to their prayers. Hmm. Eyes are upon the righteous, right? Remember this, Tim Tuber out there. Righteousness was, was imputed to us. We are righteous, folks. We are righteous. Impute, impute. Hey, I'm sorry, Johnny, or uh, uh, what's your name? I remember your name. Pull up Webster and again, look at imputed, imputed. Our righteousness, no, it's T. It's T, imputed. Yeah. Charged to the account of attributed, ascribed. His righteousness was charged to your account, attributed and ascribed. You are righteous because he declares you righteous. It was imputed unto you at, at the moment of salvation. You are healed because your healing is imputed to you. Am I doing okay, Tim Tuber? Am I doing okay out there with this? I don't even know if Tim's in here this morning. Imputed. It's imputed. It's not anything you have to do. We, were, we talked yesterday about... Uh, um, <laughs> my brain goes a million different directions that there's not anything you can do to earn salvation but works are important right we talked about that yesterday your salvation's been imputed to you so is your healing it's been imputed to you it's, it's on our account but we don't know how to ask for it or we ask amiss and we put our trust in men if I can just get to so and so and have him pray for me Right? Right? The Lord's your healer. Not some man. Not some ministry. Amen. Well, we're having church here this morning. That's what I love about this. Go ahead, go ahead Laura Ann. This was incredible this morning. And I want to thank the Lord for the gift that he just gave each of us. And um, how he called all of us together. And when and when when Jesus was in Gethsemane, a lot of us just and the Lord had showed me this that how important prayer is. It's so important that Jesus shed his blood and for our prayers, for prayer. So our prayers are covered in his blood. And that's something so incredibly beautiful that 
we just don't even realize. And when you're not talking to God or you're upset, you're not realized, you're covered in the blood in your prayer. Amen. Amen. We've, we've so religiousized everything. I'm, bear with me a second, Spencer. I Amen. This, but I want to send it right now because I think it's I think it's important. Um, so, Spencer, when you get this, pull it, pull it up. <clears throat> Go ahead, uh, Paul. Paul Dury, come on in, Paul. You have to unmute. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. All right. First of all, thanks, Coach, for everything you're doing. It's my first time chiming in. Mm. Uh, John, Joe, thank you both for sharing what you shared. Amen. Something that's been in my heart that I wanted to share this morning in conjunction is, you know, we talk about the healing. We talk about uh, returning to our shepherd. But I've heard you mention many times, Coach, about having childlike faith. Yeah. And I think when it when it comes to healing in this instance, I think we have to look at that pretty deep. You know, to have childlike faith, it's about trusting God. Mm, amen. That's the important part of that. You know, we faith really is trusting God. It's getting to a point personally and I believe this where you can close your eyes, you can throw your arms out to your side, you can fall back and know that God's going to catch you. And when we come to God in search of, of healing, you know, physically, emotionally, it's having that childlike faith where you Amen. just trust God. You take him at his word. Amen. He's not a man that he can lie. Amen. His promises are yes and amen. amen. So when the healing's been provided through the atonement, so when we come to him, it's not some some false hope. Oh, I, I hope, I hope, I hope God's going to heal Amen. me. Amen. You know, and, and it's like you had said, yes, healing is the children's bread. And as a parent, you're going to do everything you can to help your child, to look out for their well-being. And that's trust. A child simply trusts their parent. They don't know where the food's going to come from. They don't know where the clothes are going to come from. They don't even worry Shelter, about it. Yeah. Provision, they don't worry about it. They just trust God. And our God is the creator of the universe. Amen. So that's the childlike faith when we come to him in healing. That was just in my heart, and I wanted to share that, sir. Thank you. Thanks for coming in, Paul. We appreciate it. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Uh, um, Donna, get ready. I'm going to bring Donna in. She has a powerful testimony. Not yet, Donna, because I want to I want to wrap this up. Spencer, I, I sent you the uh, on healing. I just sent you an email on healing. I love to do this, folks, because uh, you pick you get a theme. I don't care what the theme is. It runs all throughout the scripture. So I just said this morning, I said, Lord, what, what are some Bible verses on healing? And I'll put this in the chat. If you can, Jesus said, everyone thing is who believes. Believes. Go on down, Spencer. Let's run through these pretty quickly. All right. If you can, Jesus said, hearing this, Jesus said to Jairus, don't be afraid. Just believe and she'll be healed. It says in Psalms, he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. It says in James, is anyone among you sick? 
Let him call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with an oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. And the Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. See, forgiveness of sin is secondary to healing. If I read it right, which is the point John was making, go, said Jesus, your faith has healed you. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons. Freely you receive, freely give. That's Matthew. That's what we're supposed to be doing right now. A cheerful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. Healing over and over and over and over. But he was pierced for our transgression, crushed for our iniquities. Punishment upon us, peace was upon him. With his wounds, we are healed. Therefore, confess your sins to one another. And pray for one another. You might be healed. Why? The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. The effective, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Heal me, Lord, and I will be Lord. It's healed. Save me, and I'll be saved. If you're the one I praise. If my people were called on and on and on and on. And as we talked about last week, pray the word. Lord, you're the one who said that if we revere your name. The son of righteousness will rise with healing in its rays, and you will go out and frolic like well-fed calves. Lord, I pray that for me. I pray that for my children. I pray that over all of us, Lord. But Lord, you said, you're the one that said it, Lord, wasn't me. Heal me, Lord, and I will be healed. Save me and I'll be saved. For you're the one that I praise. Pray the word. Cool? It's been a good morning. Donna. Donna's down in Springfield, yes. Ohio, and she has a praise report that she was sharing before the show. And uh, well, that, that's religious, isn't it? Praise report. Praise report. Where, where, where do we come up with these terms? Oh, she has a praise report. Tell us what's going on down there, Donna. By, for, by the way, Donna, first of all, not to embarrass you, how old are you? I will be 81 next month. <laughs> All right, Donna, tell us what's going on down there in Springfield, Ohio. Oh, my gosh. Well, back in April, uh, Coach was talking about the Satan Pond 2023 that was happening in Boston. And so he just happened to read who was one of the speakers on the last day, and he was someone here in my city. And Coach's wife had uh, given me the name of another lady in the huddle, Sherry, and we had gotten together to talk. Here is how God moves. I, or excuse me, Sherry and I have an appointment today at two o'clock to meet with the assistant mayor who is going to become the mayor. No one is running against him. We, you think, oh, why haven't you done this sooner? Well, God had other plans because in the meantime, he has revealed information to the two of us. I was able to take this information on July 20th and speak before the board that is funding this Satanist. All of these foundations and people here are funding this man. 
And then I find out about Planned Parenthood having their day camp, and they would not respond to me to tell me who their counselors are. But God has opened up doors like you would not believe. Last night, Sherry and I talked, and we found out about a school teacher teaching third grade. He's had this Satanist already in the classroom. And he had said to another person when he saw this little girl's picture, I want her in my class. We are finding out so much. God is, oh my gracious, I get so excited (laughs) because of little, little droplets, little tidbits of information, people that he has put into my life and also Sherry's life to find out this information. And um, I just can't wait to see how God is going to work this out. But Mm. we have something very dangerous going on in this community, also the community of Urbana and Bell Fountain. This man and his wife are partners uh, in in this agency, and they are counseling children, teens, and adults. They have uh, they they are the uh, main counseling service, and they're funded by all these agencies here, and I am. I'm sorry, I am, I'm just uh, amazed at how God has allowed us to find this information. I would like um, to have you pull up Isaiah 60, verses 1 through 2, and someone read that for me because I can't see the screen. But this was the confirmation that God gave to me this morning. And we can use this verse for each of us that is on a mission, and we are seeing where God is intervening and Amen. answering prayers and opening inroads for us Amen. to do His will. And as Coach says, we must have childlike faith. Yes. And I, I am so excited to be a part of this and I thank you so much coach and and uh, for making me into a bold person that cares more what God thinks about me than anyone else <laughs> and Amen. I just I love him so much because um he gave me coach Dave's life he gave me the people in the huddle where I had been rejected by churches. I call myself a church dropout. The people don't like me because I have such a testimony for the Lord throughout my life of healings. And a lot of churches tell me, oh, well, healings were a thing when the apostles were on earth. And I think, okay, Touch me. I'm alive. I should have been dead so many times. And God (laughs) intervened. He healed me. Does anybody want to hear my stories? (laughs) No. So, but I thank you, Coach Dave, for your show and for all the people in the huddle that has become my family. 
I just love all of you. And so today at two o'clock, oh my goodness, I, I just am so tickled to have this opportunity, how it all came about. It's so exciting. <laughs> oh my goodness. Lord, we just ask you right now, Lord, that you open doors that, that Donna will walk through, Lord Jesus. You said in your word that Donna would be brought before governors and kings as a testimony against them. And she won't even have to think what she's going to speak because you're going to give it to her that same hour what she shall say. Because it's not her talking, it's you, Lord. And Father, we pray that you just put your hedge protection around her, Lord. When she walks into that meeting, she's going to feel like she's in a bubble, a holy bubble covering her, Lord. And that she's going to open her mouth and she's going to speak. Hmm. And you will do what you say you're going to do in Jesus' name. Amen. Wow, 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 wow. Amen. <laughs> yes. Now, Coach, would you read Isaiah 60? We, verses well, one through two, and this is for all of us people. It's up on the screen, Donna. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen up on you. Now, hang on. Let's go back again. Arise and shine, for your light has come. Not his yes. light. Your <laughs> light has come. He's brought you a spotlight. Right? For the light yes. has come. And the glory of the Lord is risen up on you, Donna. At 81 years old, the glory of the Lord is going to be all over you today when you walk into that you walk into that room. Yes. And, you know, here's how God speaks to you. I've got goosebumps all over me right now. <laughs> um I I plugged the coffee pot in. I I always go to BibleHub.com and do all of the devotions, read all the scriptures. So I pulled that up and I said, oh, my gosh, Lord, you're talking just to me. Oh, this is a confirmation. Oh, God, this is so exciting. Oh, my goodness. So I had to share it because this <laughs> is God speaking to each and every one of us. And um, I, I've been sad because of my disability, but you know what? That disability has opened doors for me, just like speaking at the board meeting on July 20th. People were compassionate. They were helping me to get up out of my chair. They did listen to me and also the fact that I'm older. Mm -hmm. And so today, the meeting that the acting mayor has arranged has been for my comfort. He mm -hmm. is letting me meet at his meeting room off site of the city. And it is wonderful. For behold, for behold, the darkness shall cover the earth. It's covering the earth, folks. It's only going to get worse. It's going to get worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And then we're going to get out of here. And deep darkness shall cover the people. But the Lord will arise over you, Donna. <laughs> oh, 
it huh? is so it's it is so exciting because the different people God has put into my life since this mission Amen. to expose Satanism here in this city. And as we now found out last night, Sherry and I uh, discussing our our plan for today, that she uh, it, she went on Facebook and found this school teacher, and he's into the drag queen stuff. Mm. He was part of all of that for the Pride Day that they had here, and mm -hmm. the filth. And the things that were going on there that day at that parade, they had their own little section where mm. they were gyrating and dancing and doing their thing. And uh, this is this is amazing to find out he is a third grade school teacher, uh. one of the guys there. And, and a Satanist that is doing all of the counseling for this entire city and Urbana and Bell Fountain. Oh, yeah. my gracious. We are up against a uh, tremendous battle, but God is equipping us. And I was just thinking this morning before I called in, we are tearing down strongholds. Oh, my goodness. Two people, well, uh, with the help of Michelle, that uh, put Sherry and me together. Isn't Amen. this exciting? Amen. So, Donna, let me read this over you, okay? Donna, okay. Oh, Donna, arise and shine, for the light has come upon you, Donna. It's come upon you. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you, Donna. For behold, the darkness shall cover the whole earth, including Springfield and Urbana. And deep darkness is going to cover the people, Donna. But the Lord will arise over you, Donna. And his glory will be seen upon you, Donna. Wow, Donna, you've encouraged us all. Amen. You've encouraged us all. Amen. Huh? Yes, and have the faith of a little child. I have always had this faith since I've been a little girl. And um, I don't question anything about the Lord. If the Bible is telling me this and I pray to God, I, I he, he is awesome. Uh, oh, my gosh. I just love him. And um, my... Uh, I was dormant for a while because I was going to all these churches that put a muscle on me. Uh, and, uh. and so I was conforming to their coldness and their religiosity. Yes. And uh, then I find, started finding out that these people were just a bunch of hypocrites and phonies. Mm. And... Um, uh, God led me. God led me to Coach Dave Life. Amen. Uh, it, and so, um, just oh, please look up and praise Him. Don't get discouraged. Keep fighting on. Your day will come. Amen. And Keep going. Amen. Yes. Amen. Um, thank, thank you all for accepting me and listening to my stories and. Oh my gracious! Mm. Just love Donna. Jesus, Donna. <laughs> what a what a blessing you've been, Donna. Uh, 
God bless it. Folks, I want to, uh, thanks, Donna. Go to, go You're to number welcome. five. Pull number five up because I, I look, I want to show you folks. Uh, this will seem really odd, okay? But it goes right in line with this. Every, every, every last night when I, I was on the uh, uh, Patriot Party Network last night, we uh, did an interview. And the people in the chat, uh, a lot of them in the chat kept saying, Quit talking about sports. Quit talking about football. Not understanding the analogy of life and sports. We weren't talking about football. We were talking about the analogy of two teams, one fighting against another, the give and the take and the momentum and all that kind of stuff, right? That's what that's what we were trying to do. We're trying to use it as a, an, a simile, an ex- experience. Devil's got a team. God's got a team. The give and take. I, I was amazed how many people couldn't think, thought we were just talking about football. It's crazy, but I want to play this for you because every week during the football season, the Ohio State Buckeyes do what they call a, they do a, a video of the week for the preparation of the game. So the Ohio State's first game is against Indiana tomorrow. By the way, we're going to be in Mount Vernon at one o'clock tomorrow. Join us. And I want to play this to you because here, look, th- this was the heart. I want you to watch this because this is my heart. I spent my life coaching, playing in a locker room. And anybody who's really been in a locker room, I want you to think about this. How many locker rooms I've been in over my life as a coach? How many? Hundreds and hundreds hundreds and hundreds of locker rooms. And that emotion and that feeling in a locker room. To go out to war. We would say a prayer. We would grab hands. We were all of one accord. Because we were going to war against those other guys. And there was a chance somebody was going to get hurt. Well, we might hurt somebody else. We, we, nobody knew, right? How many times? Ten times a season I was in that locker room. And how many seasons? 35 seasons? Three. How, how many? So anyway, this is a minute, 55 seconds. And I want you guys to pick up the emotion involved with fighting a war. And ask yourself this. Is this the emotion that you get when you get in your locker room at church. Go ahead and play it. Love is the most dangerous, powerful thing. What most don't realize is that love is sacrifice. There comes a time in our life when a decision has to be made. When it gets hard, you either fight or you flight. The decision to sacrifice everything you have for your brother or be left behind and forgotten. We go into that stadium, man. We, we all we have right now. That's it. It's us against the world going into that stadium, man. All you have is your brother. not sacrifice hours, days, weeks, months, just to be average. It's the Woody versus everybody. Make him earn the rep! Let's play a rep! Let's win against the guy! This is Rothschild! We're talking about Iron Trevor's Iron. Get each other better! Let's compete! To win! And keep playing and finish! Oh, run! Ah, There's pain in love. There's strain in love. 
They're sacrificing Cut love. your heart out for the brother next to you. Our brotherhood is and will always be built on love. From the shadows where we work to the bright lights of college football, let it be known. Love conquers all. So that's why I yell. That's the environment I grew up in. You, you understand? That's who I am. And love conquers all. Love conquers all. You get that feeling when you go to your church? Why don't you get that feeling when you go to your church? Because it's a false love. It's a fake love. It's not real love and sacrifice for your brothers. At all, it isn't. Something, the idea to die for something greater than yourself, that isn't even taught in the church. The sacrifice to run out on that field and know the guy across the field, the devil, is doing everything he can to knock your head off and know that you got a group of guys standing with you that aren't going to let it happen. That's missing. And, and so men... Anybody who played any sports at all throughout their lives, they watch what's going on and they remember that time when they were in high school and they got in that huddle and they grabbed arms, each of you sweating and you're breathing hard and you're coming out with a common purpose and they go to church and it's a feminized, sissy, no challenge. You guys know what I'm talking about. That's what this is. This is a locker room. And I'm not going to apologize for it anymore. I'm not going to apologize. It's a locker room. Go watch something else. This is what we do here. We train, we equip, we mobilize warriors for the cause of Christ. We'll let Judd come in because I know he got touched by that football. Go ahead, Judd. <laughs> no pain, no gain. Amen. You know what churches need? A two-a-day camp. They do, men. Men in particular, huh? Yeah. Exactly. You go in that locker room, folks, there's a lot of shouting in that locker room. huh? You shout in church, they run you out because it bothers the women. Just telling you the truth. That's all. Just telling you the truth. Ah, amen. Mel, come on. I know you've been waiting a minute. Well, I got some. I, I had so much stuff I didn't get to. It's the show's daggone near over. And I got to run right after the show. Go ahead. Hey, Coach, I love this locker room. So um, I was so encouraged by Donna about, you know, yes. heading out to a mission. 81 Whoa. years old. 81 years old. That's awesome. So yesterday um, we headed out on a mission. The Liberty Action Network joined with three other ministries, and we went out to stake and anoint Ohio's southern border as part of a larger effort. And um, we were, you know, part of what we were doing, we were healing the land with the anointing, and we were marking Ohio for the kingdom. And um, it was a very exciting mission. I was so encouraged um, by the ladies that I was with. And um, it was just a really great day. So thank you, Coach, for mobilizing us and training us. We love this locker room. Amen. And I think we all benefit from it. Thanks. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. See, some of you just need yelled at a little bit. Some of you just needed some two-a-day session, right? Toughen up, huh? What does Jamie Walden say? Suck it up, buttercup. Suck it up, buttercup. If, if this turns you off, maybe you ought to ask yourself why. Is it me or is it you? Suck it up, buttercup. Come on in. Jeff, quickly. You got to get get him in here. Coach, you said about the conquering love. 
Yep. In that church building on in there where we sit, it's a mushy low. Yep, yep, yep. It's mushy. Yep, yep. So yep. tomorrow when we go to the square, it's not going to be a mushy love. It's going to be a conquering love. And a manly conquering love. That's right. I love conquers all. Now what it said? Isn't that what it said? Love conquers all. Guess who's love doesn't submit to everything. Love conquers all. Right? Guess who's coming to hang with us tomorrow morning? I've been on the phone with her the last couple of days. Your former pagan, Stephanie. She goes, she's going to come pick the vehicle up early and hang with us for the day. She is ready for the square. She is hooping and hollering on the phone yesterday. She is looking forward to this. It's going to be a great day. And I want everybody know when they come, whoever shows up, it's no set agenda, no mushy love. You got Lord lay something on your heart. Step up to the microphone. We'll have the PA set up. Sit, get up there and speak. So it'll be the coach's locker room on the square. It's going to be great. Amen. Look forward to it, Jeff. George, go quickly, George. That's exactly right. Mushy, mushy love. But coach, in this huddle here, it pulls on the heart and it causes emotion. It's real emotion. And uh, I love it. Thank you. Amen. Hey, man up, baby. Love conquers all. Love doesn't submit to all. Love conquers all. Tim. This is for uh, Donna, anybody who listens to her. Jesus said, you must be born again of the water spirit. Romans 6 says that the old man has died. And if the average Christian just knew uh, that they died and that they are resurrected in Christ, you could do great exploits. There's nothing stopping us if you really know who you are in Christ. Donna, Donna at 81, are you kidding me at 81? You know what happens when you get to be 81? You know you don't have a whole lot left time left, and you want to spend it in the most powerful way that you can. That's where it is. Are you, when are you going to do that at 40 and 45 and 50? Why are you going to wait till you're freaking 80 before you decide you want to get engaged? There's a war Ooh. going on. We're in the middle of that stinking war, and we have got to engage. And Woody Hayes, a great football player, a great coach at Ohio State, said, I never saw a football player make a tackle with a smile on his face. So you're going to have to decide whether we're at war or whether we're not at war because, as they said at Ohio State University, love conquers. Hey, Jonathan or Spencer, pull that word up there real quickly. Come on. Come on, get to Mr. Webster. Conquer. Conquer. What's that word? Conquer. Love conquers all. To subdue, to reduce by physical force till resistance is no longer made. To overcome, to vanquish, to gain by force, to win, to take possession by violent means, to gain dominion or sovereignty, to subdue opposition or resistance, to overcome as difficult, to surmount, to gain or obtain by effort. Love conquers all. Love doesn't submit to everything. Love doesn't tolerate everything. Love conquers all. Man. Hey, yes, I'll be here on Labor Day. Why would anybody take Monday of Labor Day off? How about this? Heading out to California for the Labor Day weekend show. I got my hush puppies on. I never, I forget, rock and roll. California has worn me quite thin. I can't wait to see you again come Monday. It'll be all right. I'll see you on Monday. God bless you.